Welcome to Movement Church Online. We are so grateful that you're joining us this weekend at Movement Church. We are continuing our collection of talks from the book of Esther, and we've titled it For Such a Time as This. Now, the book of Esther is around the year 480 BC. The king at the time, his name is King Xerxes. He is king over the Persian Empire. And what we see is that God raises up a young woman by the name of Esther to save the Jewish people in the Persian Empire from genocide. The reason why they need to be saved is because there's this man whose name is Haman. Haman is second in command to the king, and Mordecai, who is Esther's uncle, refuses to bow to Haman. So because of that, what Haman decides is that he wants to kill not only Mordecai, but also the rest of the Jews in the Persian Empire. And what we see is that that Esther is raised up, and they use this phrase, for such a time as this. Now, what we want you to know is that God has placed you where you are in this season for such a time as this. And we've been discovering what that looks like together throughout this collection. Now, uh, last weekend, we were left off really where we were kind of hanging. We were wondering, is God going to rescue the Jews or is he simply going to let them go to their deaths? And as we pick up today in chapter 7, what we see is this incredible way that God swoops in and rescues the Jewish people. So let's go ahead, turn to Esther chapter 7 today. I'm going to be reading from verses 1 to 6. Here's what it says. The king and Haman came to feast with Esther the queen. Once again, on the second day, while drinking wine, the king asked Esther, Queen Esther, whatever you ask will be given to you. Whatever you seek, even up to half my kingdom will be done. Queen Esther answered, If I have found favor in your eyes, your majesty, and if the king is pleased, spare my life. This is my request. And spare my people. This is my desire. For my people and I have been sold to destruction, death, and extermination. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept silent. Indeed, the trouble wouldn't be worth burdening the king. King Xerxes spoke up and asked Queen Esther, who is this and where is the one who would devise such a scheme? Esther answered, the adversary and enemy is the evil Haman. Let's go ahead to verse 9. It says this. They actually recommend that Haman gets hung on a gallows. Here's what they say. There is a gallows 75 feet tall at Haman's house that he made for Mordecai, who gave the report that saved the king. The king said, hang him on it. They hanged Haman on the gallows he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's anger subsided. Today I want to talk to you from the thought, but it's not over yet. Would you pray with me? Jesus, today we welcome you into this place wherever we are. If we're at home, if we're at a movement home church, or if we're listening by way of podcast, wherever we are, we just want to recognize, God, that you want to speak to us today. And so we very simply want to say that we are listening and that we desire to hear a word from you. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus and everybody said at home across our podcast, you can go ahead and say, amen. Amen. Well, um, I believe that in our culture and in our society that we love stories of comeback. 
And uh, as I think about my own personal journey and about some of the stories that I've seen of people who were underdogs that came back from a place where I kind of wrote them off, I think about this past Super Bowl. We had invited, my wife and Holly and I had invited a number of people over to our house. And while they were at our house, we were watching as the San Francisco 49ers were playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. We were watching and it was really deep into the third quarter that we watched as the Chiefs really had no chance of coming back. They were 10 points behind the 49ers. It was crazy because really all the people were at our house at the fourth quarter, they began to pack up and decide to go home. It was getting a little bit late and so I just kind of saw them off on their way. I honestly wasn't even really watching the game anymore. I was kind of scrolling through my phone when all of a sudden I began to hear in the background the Chiefs come back from behind the 49ers. They began to score touchdown and a second touchdown. As I look back on that situation, I wish that I could have gone back to those people who are gathered around our house. And before they left, I wish I would have said these words to them. I wish I would have said, but it's not over yet. Somebody at home during one of our home churches say, but it's not over yet. You see, what we see throughout this story of Esther is divine reversal. A divine reversal is really our opportunity to be able to say this, but it's not over yet. And as we look at the divine reversals throughout the book of Esther, I believe that God has something to say to us today. You see, there was a need for a divine reversal in this story. As we look at the Jews, they were simply left in this place where it seemed they were at their darkest moment. It seemed like they were about to die. Their government turned against them. The citizens of their city turned against them. And it was in that moment of darkest need that they were wondering, is God gonna come through? And I believe if we could go back and if we could talk to them, we would simply say this to them. We would say, but it's not over yet. I want to let you know, whatever it is you're facing today, that God is saying to you that you have a story of divine reversal, that your story is not yet over. You see, our God has so many reversals throughout the book of Esther. What we've said is this, that the book of Esther really does not mention God by name. A number of theologians and scholars have wondered what all that was about. But really what we see is that, you know what? God might not be mentioned by name, but what we see are his fingerprints throughout the story of Esther. There are so many things that we could look back on and say, it is simply coincidence when in reality what we need to see is providence. You see, there are so many things that we can't simply look back on and say, well, God didn't have a hand in that. From Esther, you know, you look at Esther, she was a young orphan woman who was raised up to be queen in the Persian Empire. How crazy is that? But not only does she become queen, we see that Mordecai, her uncle, overhears a plot against King Xerxes and is able to stop this plot. It was in the midst of all of that that one night the king ended up where he could not sleep. And so they began to bring in old reading literature to him. And they read this story about how Mordecai had saved him from very certain plot against him. And it was in that that, that now Mordecai had an ear for the king. All throughout the story, what we see is divine reversal. I believe there's so much for us to learn from this story. Even in this moment in our society, as we look at the world around us, maybe even as you look at your story, I know that every one of us is dealing with questions. We're dealing with questions like, God, 
Where are you in the midst of a pandemic? God, where are you when I'm working through my finances and I'm not sure where ends are going to meet? We're asking questions like, God, what are you doing right now in the world? Why would you be doing this? And I believe it's in these moments where we need to look at the book of Esther and throughout the Bible and realize that God is all throughout the story. I wanna let you know today, wherever you're listening from, that it might seem like God's not in your story, but I want you to know that he is working in and through every single moment that you're walking through right now. That God is working divine reversals behind the scene. And I want to tell you today that it is not over yet. All throughout the Bible, what we see are men and women who are honestly so much like you and me, that they're so much like you and me that they have struggles. Like, I love that throughout the Bible, we don't see a bunch of perfect people who have it all together. We don't see a bunch of people who, who always seem to have the right answer. But what we do have are people who are struggling, people who struggle with their faith, people who struggle with wondering if God is gonna come through, people who struggle with insecurity, that you are in such good company. If you're working through something right now and you're wondering where is God, it's our opportunity to look through the Bible and to see somebody like a Joseph. And Joseph, he's following the footsteps that God had for him. As a matter of fact, God gave Joseph a dream. And it was in chasing and pursuing that dream, of just sharing that dream with the people around him that his brothers ended up throwing him into a pit. Now you look at that story and say, well, listen, obviously God's not there. Obviously God left Joseph somewhere. He just kind of left. He, you know, God was sleeping and then like he came back on the scene and he, he realized that Joseph, but that's not the story of Joseph. Joseph says this, at the end of his story, what he says is that what the enemy intended for evil, that God utilizes for good. I want you to know that God has a Joseph story in store for you. That the very struggle that you're working through right now, that maybe you're struggling with addiction. Maybe you're wondering if God can free you from, from this struggle with alcohol. Maybe you're wondering if he can free you from addiction. Maybe you're wondering, is there a way that I can actually feel like I belong in this world? That you're looking for identity? I, I wanna let you know that God cares so deeply about you that he hasn't left your story, but that he's writing a divine reversal. As a matter of fact, in my own journey, I, I, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna be talking about hard questions about faith. And the reason why this is so close to my heart is because a huge part of my story is that I struggled with my faith journey. I watched a lot of people around me as I went through Bible college even, as I was in student ministry and I was watching people, they seemed to connect with God in a way that if I can be honest, I never really connected with them. So I watched them go through their own faith journey. And as I processed through mine, I remember sitting in my dorm room. It was kind of like um, one of those dorm rooms that was below ground. And so I had about, you know, six inches of a window and what felt like a prison cell. And so I was there and I remember wondering, God, where are you in my story? Where are you when it comes to my faith? And I had so many questions. I was wondering, is this true? Is it real? I want to let you know today, it's okay to ask questions. That's why I think it's okay to talk about hard questions about faith. But it was in that moment that I look back on my story and I realized that God was even working in my lowest moment. God's working in your heart. God's working in your life. 
He has a story and a narrative that he is molding for you. Can I tell you today, it's not over yet. One of my favorite um, movies that I go to and I love to go to be able to see our, our Marvel movies, like, you know, the Marvel universe. And I don't know about you, but one of the first times that I went to a Marvel movie, I was sitting in the movie theater and uh, the, the movie was over. So it kind of fades to black and the credits come on and they start scrolling across the screen. And as they're scrolling across the screen, I start to get up and I look around the rest of the theater and I wonder what's happening because nobody else is moving. So I kind of like sit back down so that I can fit in with the rest of the people who are around me. And as I'm watching after a couple of minutes rolling into the credits, there's another part of the movie that comes on that gives you a piece of what's happening in the Marvel universe. The next time that I went to a Marvel movie, I saw that same thing happen where people who it was their first time going to a Marvel movie, they started to get up as if they were about to leave. And it was in that moment that I just wanted to, to tell them, listen, the story's not over yet that there's still more to come. I want to tell you that whatever it is that you're working through, it's not over yet. There's more to your story. Maybe you're wondering today what God is doing. One of the founding passages for me that I love to go back to time and time again as I work through different things that are happening in life is I go to Romans chapter eight, verse 28. Here's what Romans chapter eight, verse 28 says. It says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. What is it that you're wondering, can God work that for good? Because in this moment, I believe God wants to give you a word of encouragement. See, as we're all in this together, I know that every one of us is watching what's happening in the world around us with the stock market, with the pandemic. And, and it feels like maybe sometimes we're alone, but God has given us each other. God has already given us stories of encouragement to remind us that it's not over yet. And I believe that there are a few things that God wants us to do today. The first one is this. I think the most powerful story of divine reversal is this. That 2,000 years ago, there was a man whose name was Jesus. What you'll hear is that we want to talk about him all the time because we believe that we are called to imitate Jesus as Jesus followers. That's what a disciple is. Maybe you're not familiar with church or maybe it's been a while since you've been to church. Maybe you remember hearing this word, but it's a disciple who is really just an imitator of Jesus, somebody who followed after Jesus. And what we see is that Jesus ends up living this life for about 33 years. And you would think that at the very moment after 33 years, his disciples expected for him to establish his kingdom here on earth, to make everything right, to make everything new. But it was in that moment where we see Jesus led away on a cross. And what we see is that Jesus dies on a Roman cross. I have to imagine that all of creation, all of heaven in that moment kind of scratched their head and wondered, God, what's all this about? I thought that Jesus was supposed to come and establish his kingdom. 
But it was in that moment of Jesus' death that we see that he is able to have victory over sin. He has victory over death. He has victory over the grave. That the very thing that the evil, that the enemy meant for evil, God used for good to be able to overcome all the sin in your life and in my life, all the struggle in our lives. And what we see now is that we don't live for this place, for this point in time, but we know that there is an eternity that we get to spend with the very God of the universe who created us. The ultimate story of divine reversal. I want to encourage you today. If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, now, now is an awesome time that really we see that Jesus is all throughout the Bible on every page, that he wants a relationship with you. What we see in the Bible is that he calls us to make him Lord of our lives. It means that we submit everything to him that we follow after Jesus, that we believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, not because we're good enough people, but because Jesus was. So maybe today that's your step, that you're called to say yes to Jesus for the first time. Maybe today, maybe today is the day that you look at your own story. Movement, I love that and I wish that I could sit down across from each and every one of you and hear your story. And I've been able to do it for many of you. What I love is that throughout your story, what I see are the fingerprints of God. I believe that what our community needs during this season are reminders that our God is alive and he's active that he's working in your life and he's working in my life. And when we come together and when we tell our story of divine reversal to say, listen, you don't know who I was in my past. You don't know what I struggled with. You don't know what I've been through, but can I tell you that God has been so good to rescue me from all of that. It's when we share those stories that we continue to see the narrative that God is working in all of our lives. And I believe that today what we are called to do is to encourage one another I wonder if there's somebody in your life that you could talk to about your story. That maybe you've been holding off for a while, being able to share that with them, but as they're kind of going through their struggle and instead of maybe posting another comment on Facebook or adding to um, some of the negative thinking that's going on in the world around us, that we just pause and that we simply say, listen, I get to tell you this story because it seemed like there was no way. It seemed like there was no hope. And when there was no hope, that was the very moment that God brought me from hopelessness to hopefulness. It was the very moment that God brought me from a place of death and wondering how to make it through to a place of life and experiencing fullness of joy in him. I believe Movement Church that today, some of you need to share your story. And then ultimately, I think that for every one of us, I wanna encourage us throughout this season as we're wondering what's next for us, as we're wondering what's next for us as a nation, as a world, to come to the Bible, to look throughout its pages, to see Jesus on every page and for the divine reversals, for the stories that we are encouraged by where we can say, but it's not over yet. I would love if this week you would look through the book of Esther and if you would see the reversals that happen throughout this story, to be reminded and encourage that we don't serve a God who is absent, but we serve a God who is present, that is with us in this moment, who cares so deeply about us. Movement Church, God is all about divine reversal, and it's not over yet.
If you're somebody who would love to give your life to Christ today, that maybe as you're hearing this message that you're realizing that all of this has kind of stirred up some questions like, what are we here for? What is all life about? I wanna tell you that if you're on Movement Online, we're gonna click a button right now and you can go ahead and wave at us and let us know that you wanna give your life to Christ. We wanna celebrate with you. We wanna be able to rejoice with you because we believe that there is no life like life with Jesus. For all of us today, I wanna pray for us and encourage us as we go throughout this journey together of looking for the fingerprints of God in divine reversal. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are so grateful that you give us the story in scripture of how you're working behind the scenes through every single step of our journey. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage us, that you would give us faith, that Lord, as our community talks to us as Christians, as disciples, as imitators of Jesus, that Lord, it says, always be ready to give an account for the hope that you have within you. Father, I pray that you would help us to be ready, that you would allow us to see our own story of divine reversal, that you would help us to see the, our own way of how you've been working in and through our lives. And God, I pray that Movement Church would be a light throughout the Chippewa Valley. God, we're not sure what the future holds, but we do know one thing, that you hold the future. And because of that, we know that we can entrust everything to you. God, I pray if there's anybody who's listening to this today that wants to give their life to you, Father, I pray that you would help them to take that step, to say yes for the first time, to know that there is a life of hope and joy found in Jesus and Jesus alone. And God, we're so grateful that maybe we're not able to meet as one large body of believers, that God, we are able to meet as the church wherever we are. So God, whether we're listening from our living room, on a bus or in our car, if we're listening as a movement home church, wherever we are, God, we just wanna say thank you for allowing us to be in community together. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, Movement, I'm so grateful that you would join us this weekend. I hope that you are inspired and encouraged and we can't wait to see you back next weekend here at Movement Online. Have a good one.